And this Pictures man of- is just like, <laughs> like, <laughs> to, yeah. your, to your tits, just like <laughs> maneuvering them in I all know. the different ways. Yeah. a chance to update about it because we were worried about it on that one episode mm-hmm. but this season the last season of sex ed mm-hmm. was actually fucking perfect we were not worried about it i you were worried, worried about, about it, it. I, I get nervous faith. about my about things confidence. i like sometimes tv shows really just be doing the worst i have seen a lot of people not a lot of people some people okay mostly the subreddit have a negative reaction to the final season okay what were their um, people were really were really annoyed about Eric's storyline. Okay. Fair warning for spoilers for the final season okay. of Sex Education. The representation of like the way that God talked to Eric okay. bothered some people for some okay. reason. There was also some irritation about the Maeve, Otis, Ruby love okay. triangle. Yeah. Um, people feeling really strongly about who Otis should have ended up with and like how that should have worked itself out, et cetera, et cetera. Would we say, because like ultimately Otis sends Maeve off. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And Otis kind of in the end ends up with no one. Yes. As a result of his own selfishness. Yeah. His, Which I his, think is kind of a good thing. I think so too. That's exactly, I wouldn't want it to end any other way because yes. even though he's like the protagonist of the show, yeah. he's still kind of like one of the most annoying characters. Honestly, yes. he consistently ghosts people. He doesn't yes. address his issues, yes. but is happy to help his other hands. people. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's not like just the perfect culmination yeah. of like helpers not being able to help themselves. Well, and like also too being worthy of the time that it takes yeah. to help yourself and like not forcing other people to be responsible for Mm -hmm. your issues you know what i'm I'm saying saying. like him having some time to really work through his own stuff and really be accountable for the way that his actions impact others seemed like a logical conclusion to me and i think it's something we talk about too on the channel especially with eric's yeah um arc the ability to say no to your community yes and then still like still want to be religious he didn't turn his back on his culture or still like yeah but he he refused to allow people in that culture to treat him poorly and to try to suppress who he really was i just want to say yeah to like smother him like this yeah smush his flame yes it was like really cathartic to watch i think especially as a person who was raised in a religious culture that was like very repressive of queer people well it's a good thing too is like you want to believe in something or like have some like faith yes like some faith-based something yeah but like you're like oh this is definitely not it uh-huh. you know like that yes. should exist in different colors yes yeah. well and i think especially because for a lot of queer people who are religious the belief is that like i just refuse to believe in a god that is so punitive and oh, yeah. like you know hateful like yeah. if if the god that you believe in is actually as hateful as you say that he is then like that's not my god oh god you it know? broke my heart when no one stood up oh <gasps> except for his mom i, I know, know. That was very sweet at the but end, also that though. was very very like a long time coming for his yeah. mom i think but also then too um i can know jean's whole arc with her sister Ooh, stressful um, oh stressful that hit right in the right I in the gut know. all of that oh yeah yeah but i think i don't know i agree with the way that they wrapped everything up because yeah. It Same, also, obviously. it's an integrity move, in my opinion, to not drag out a show yeah. just for the sake of. No. Um, and to not wrap everything up in this, like, perfectly neat little bow, like, and everyone lives yeah. happily ever after. Because there might know? be, because I, I love, too, the open-endedness of, because, like, there might be a world where Otis and Maeve 
do yes. get together and stay yes. together, but also there might be a world where like Otis they just don't. never leaves. Yeah. And that's really fine. Exactly. I yeah. think Ruby did get done a little dirty, but I'm glad she stood up for herself at the Me end. Me too. Ruby, yeah. yeah. Well, but again, though, I think it would have been like dismissive to the personality and identity growth that Ruby had oh, yeah. over the, the last couple of seasons to say, and then she got the guy. No, yes. Like, what a reductionist way to view her character arc. Because it's not about Otis, no. right? It's about Ruby. Yes, like, it's about literally. her identity. And so, yes. like, forcing her to be partnered with this person as if she, like, won is such a, like, anti-feminist take, well, in my opinion. Yeah, and they didn't you need know? to make it a big old scene. Yeah. Like, her just simply brushing him off and, like, saying, like, no, yes. I'm going to hang out with my new friends. Yes. Like, people who aren't so going to fucking ghost her and like yes. use her because again just using her as like a commodity yes. to like what she yeah. can do for him exactly like yeah I think the underpinnings of that is so... And not wanting to take accountability for how hurtful that is. Yes, you know, like, like oh, but actually... I'm a good guy. Yes. Like, no, you're not. Because the way that you treat people is not good. Like, yes. you can be a good person, but, like, you're not behaving that way right now. Yes. So you need to work on it. Well, and then, oh, you know? I also, too, I love them addressing O's apology yes. to Ruby. On the and Otis, like, you basically apologize to everyone but Except for the her. person it actually matters to. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, I think they... Also, I think it's such so a funny. great commentary on, like, influencer apologies. Yes. And I think, too, because I started watching um, Gen V, which is the boys spinoff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, they kind of of address that there mm-hmm. too where like there I was telling you about this last night there yeah. um she apologizes to the, someone does something wrong and they apologize to someone else who's also an influencer yeah and then essentially there's like there's like rolling. someone like secretly recording on their phone and she's like yeah. are you recording this and she's like well I want everyone to know that I apologize to you like yes exactly that yes like yeah. very heavy-handed so, allegory. yeah yeah um but I love that that's like continuing to pop up in media now yeah. like I think I like it it's can't irrelevant. not be shade yes at, yeah it's an um, important conversation yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, all, any, all things, all things said and done. <laughs> Sex said the last season was fucking. I really liked it. I enjoyed it. the shit out of it. Every I episode was packed. Ugly cried through that whole season. No it was shit. So I know. Good. I don't think there was a dry, a dry eye episode. Honestly. No. Yeah. Also, if you're new here, hi. Thanks for coming. Welcome to the pod. We like to just get into it. Yeah. Uh, clearly. My <laughs> name's Mickey. I'm Aaron. Uh, and this is there's a lot to unpack here. We are talking today actually about something that I'm a little bit nervy it is, to get it's into. Kind of a, yeah, it's a big it's a big topic. Yeah. I have gone back and forth about whether I want to address this or how okay. I want to address this, you yeah. know? But it, it feels important to talk about because especially like plastic surgery is like such a taboo topic. And there are so many people who have plastic surgery and then lie about it. Yeah. Which feels so fucked up. You know, so yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're here, you saw the title. We're talking about um, my breast reduction slash yeah. like plastic surgery journey, um, and we're just gonna get into like why I'm doing that and like you know, yeah, what we're doing. Kind I'm of also, your story to tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also hoping that we can have like a little before and after moment because I have not had the reduction currently at the yeah. time that we're filming, um, and so my hope is that I'll be able to talk <laughs> about like how I want my life to change, like what I'm hoping yeah. I'll feel like afterwards, and then we can sort of compare and contrast after like. Fucking amazing. The deed is done. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what we're doing today. Let's get into it then. Yeah. I guess it makes sense to sort of chronologically tell From this the story. Yeah. yeah. Which actually feels kind of apt that you can be here for this because you've been there sort the of, whole time. Yeah. You've yeah. been witness to like a lot of the struggles. I know. If you, struggles. Ever, if you ever need a character statement, I fucking got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that pumpkin. Yeah. We have a whole character video now. Yes. Also, oh my God. I've been meaning to tell you this. I forgot. Um, what is it? There was a TikTok I saw. Uh, from somebody who is a doctor or their family member is a doctor or something. And they were talking about how if you are a, uh, like a woman or especially like a femme presenting person in any regard, somebody who like 
generally experiences the negative impacts of misogyny and the patriarchy. Oh, yeah. And you're having a hard time getting doctors to take you seriously, especially with mystery illnesses, invisible oh, illnesses. Everything you've ever had. Things of the like. Yeah. Um, bringing a male partner, oh, family member. So should be going to the doctor's one. appointments with yes. you. Yes. Uh, oftentimes correlates with better results and like doctors taking you more seriously. Shut when up. like, for example, I can say. I hate it. You know, I've been in pain my whole life and you can say, yeah, it's impacted her life in this way, in that way, in this From way. I've seen it. To now, I've like, seen forever. it as her like life partner. Um, people are more apt to like actually take you seriously oh and then run the appropriate tests and whatever. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? So I should have just been going with you to all your appointments. I mean, I am not going to say that like that is the reason that I got my consult approved, but um, oh, I did go to that one. Well, and you were the one who called for me. I did call. Yeah. I guess we should back up and explain okay. the whole thing. Well, you're probably wondering how we got here. <laughs> this is my life. Um, so, yeah, I have talked on the channel before yeah. about my journey with chronic pain and like, you know, invisible mystery illnesses. Yeah. To be clear, I still don't necessarily have a definitive answer about what the fuck is wrong with my body. We've had like, we've like Googled and every time we're like, oh, it's this. Then, then yeah. It's, then we're like, it's not that. There's and... never anything that I match all of the symptoms for. No. There's like, a couple of things that have come close. Yeah. But then like we either have a disqualifying symptom or, or like we get a major, test result yeah. that like, they're like, mm, doesn't seem consistent with it. that. Um, so we still have not really received a definitive answer with why I am in pain as often as I am. But the thing that seems relevant for this conversation is that having a bust size that is as large as mine is, is probably not fucking probably helping. Probably not helping. So we aren't really sure why I'm in pain necessarily, uh, but we do know for sure that like one of the exacerbating causes of that yeah. is my boobs being as big as I mean, they are i can't yeah. imagine. I, I literally I, we talk all the time we joke at home i was like i oh, literally yeah. can't imagine no it's terrible yeah so yeah for those of you who don't know i have had uh giant yiddies my whole life um it's been a subject of contention for most of my life this is also a common question that i get a lot is like because i'm a fat person now yeah especially like in consults for like wanting to get a reduction and things like that yeah the number one question is like oh well have you tried just losing weight and then maybe you know your breast size will reduce like did you know you were fat every time <laughs> Which, like first of all i'm aware that i'm fat and like have my boobs gotten larger as i've gotten fatter yes of course like your body expands proportionally but, somewhat however i have had giant boobies my entire uh, life yes it was uh, very much an issue in our adolescence. We actually, I don't think we've ever talked about this before. Um, but the way that people like dehumanize you oh and objectify God. you is like really disheartening. I wonder too if that's helped for me. Hmm. Like, because like, I feel like otherwise I might not have believed it as much. But like, just the male gaze thing. Oh and, like, yes. The being perceived. Yes. Yeah. Um, but like, very much, it's like such a real thing. Yeah. Like I remember as a child, like undeniably, yeah, like a. I don't know, eight-year-old, nine-year-old probably. I remember you telling me the story, yeah. Um, when my boobs were first starting to come in, that grown men would stop and stare or, like, make comments to each other. Like, groups of grown men would Jesus make comments Christ. to each other about my body in a yeah. sexual way. Like, I don't think I've ever had a relationship to my boobs that wasn't, like, over-sexualized yeah. or, like had something to do with the way that men perceive me. Which is literally just like you existing. Yes. You. Like this is not yeah. like. I mean, yeah. And like this would happen when I was like, you know, uh, going camping with my family was yeah. like the earliest memory that I have of this happening. We were like swimming at a lake while we were camping. And there was a group of grown men who made a comment about me wearing a swimsuit and like, you know, how happy they were 
to see me Great. there. That's so awesome. Also fucking gross. Uh, well, and like grown men who were there with their wives and their own children, by the way. Like. Yeah. It's just like it's a thing disgusting. that I've always known yeah. um, that like I can't just exist no, literally. as a person. Also, because you you're know? not like also I think, too, because like you essentially spent most of high school mm-hmm. the sweaters and yes. hoodies yeah. and like, yeah. doing like everything in your power to like, to, like just, minimize but just so you could like exist. Yeah. And like not yeah. be perceived. Yeah. Um, especially like to not be perceived as an object, yeah. you know, and to like have people take me seriously. Yeah. The, yeah. The other thing that comes to mind too, and thinking about that is that I didn't sleep without a bra on until like I went to college and moved into my own apartment. Yeah. Um, because I was afraid of how like inappropriate it was for people to perceive me oh, without a bra on. Yeah. Like that was a learning that I had very early in childhood that like men can't see you without a bra on because that's yeah. like inherently indecent. Like even as a small child. God, honestly, that, too, like, that had to be like anxiety inducing too. Like, oh, yeah. like I mean also to like the shame I feel yes. like that you must feel Yes. We I think we briefly touched on it in like the I used to be fun delight uh podcast episode okay. where like I I didn't necessarily grow up in like a super conservative religious environment would, yeah. but there was a lot of purity culture teachings yeah um and that was very much one of them they're just like seeping in it like very much mm-hmm. was like the um it was very covert yeah especially too, i don't know if it was just like the 2000s or like the way things definitely were. that too yeah but like i just feel like especially like when the duggars and stuff had their like uh-huh. were actually like prime yes i remember watching that show yeah as a kid. like i feel like that shit seeped out so quickly it doesn't mm-hmm. help we're like fucking Quaker purist, yeah, born yeah, we're society. In, yeah, well, in our um, state is particularly conservative. Yeah, no also. shit. Yeah, but yeah, I was like very aware of like it's very much the um, like not uh, causing your brothers in Christ to stumble thing. But like I had yeah. this teaching about like for like, something you can't control. Well, and like people would tell me that it was inappropriate for me to not wear a bra in front of my dad and in front of yeah. my brother because that was like inappropriate somehow which is also like a wild ass fucking take also we talk about how problematic that is yes yeah but like i was afraid that i would accidentally cause my family members to see me sexually just by existing by like wanting to go to sleep like, just without like, a bra say on. that sentence slowly it's well so and bad. also too like i just want to be clear like it was an underwire bra like i've been wearing underwire like yeah. very supportive oh, undergarments like my entire like, life yeah, it was either like bras or like there was no like yeah because well, now you have options now obviously. yeah yeah in the 2000s too like that wasn't a thing like bralettes and like sports bras really yeah. like there was not really like a comfy option for that no no that wasn't a thing also it was like the era of the victoria's yoga, like secret the yoga pants thing yes like, oh you, my you can, god yeah no yes i forgot about that that. You're either wearing, yeah, you're you either like dressed up or like you're at home. Yeah. yeah. The um the debate of like whether leggings were pants was such a hot topic. Also from so many people who didn't have a fucking say so like who get like, <laughs> what a fucking so dumb funny. thing we were. Yeah, we yeah. were all really worked up about how inappropriate it was to wear leggings as pants. And oh now gosh. people just like every day are wearing them like it's not even a thought. As, and as it should be. Yes. But. but yeah, so I think that's like a relevant topic to this conversation. I, so I guess I should probably be clear. We're making this episode because at the time that we're recording this, I'm like about a week away yeah. from my surgery date to get a breast reduction. Wow, it is, it is like, yeah. Yeah, like a week and a day, I think. Yeah. Um, at the time that we're recording this. That's so um, I've been on a very long journey. I'll explain some more about that later. Um, to get approved to get a breast reduction, God. um, in the hopes that it will improve my chronic pain and also will help with Quality some of the gender of dysphoria. Like, yeah, that too. Yeah. So we're talking about that today because, first of all, I think it's going to be, I'm hoping, fairly obvious that my <laughs> my <laughs> boobs will be smaller than they are now. Not that we really like make a spectacle of my boobs on the channel now necessarily, we, I mean, but I'm hoping that it will be like there'll be no 
noticeably smaller. Yeah. That's the goal. I mean, yeah. Anyways. I think it's giving like the very much like you just existing in high school and the teacher's being like, you need to put something on over that. And you're yes. like, I'm wearing the same thing that she's that wearing. She is. Why, yes. And what? also I'm wearing a tank top underneath it too. Yeah. And she's not. Also, that's the thing to point out too is you didn't go anywhere without that undershirt. No. Even at home. Yeah. I had the, the, the two safety. inch um, wide tank top yep. straps under every shirt. Forever, always yeah. the like modesty cami. Oh yeah, thing. yes. I was yes, like yes. very much modeling the like Anna Duggar modesty cami. You're just missing the fucking. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you're just the knee your, covers. Your, your uh, <laughs> the what are the pants? Yeah, the, the uh, skirts or whatever. Yeah, the, uh, the knee length denim skirts. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I'm hoping that they will be noticeably smaller, which might you know obviously bring up some questions for yeah. folks about like what happened there. Um, and I want to talk about it because. The issue at hand is a little bit sensitive, right? Of Being course, of a course. body positive and like vocally fat positive person and creator. Yeah. Um, going to get plastic surgery seems like sort of uh, in conflict. Like a juxtaposition. With each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think also to be perfectly transparent, part of my fear is that me being open about having gotten plastic surgery is going to be ammunition for the folks yeah. who try to undermine the core message that like yeah. being fat is not a shameful thing or that you can actually very much be at peace with your body as a fat person. Um, and so I want to talk about it in the hopes of like having a place for this to live as like a why this is happening. Yes. Um, but I do also want to be clear that like I or anybody else doesn't owe anyone an explanation yes. for what they choose to do medically with their own we talk, bodies. That's we talked about a lot too. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a touchy thing because I want to talk about it um, in the hopes of being clear and like setting the record and, like, straight. Educational still. And, like, yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. setting the record straight that like you can do both and both things can be true. Yeah. Um, but also in not wanting to come across as like protesting too much you know of course of course it's like a hard line to walk i think. I know that's the thing about being an influencer too is like it's almost like a what you mm -hmm. can't win for losing kind of a thing yeah well yeah. and it's it's kind of a hard thing too because like we don't necessarily do lifestyle content or no. like daily vlogging or whatever so we've certainly sold less of our personal life to the I'd internet like to, i'd like to think so <laughs> but there is still an aspect of that that like when you make decisions even if they are private medical decisions yeah. but you have a public platform there is some level of like, uh, like entitlement, I guess, or oh. like like an owing, I guess, to like my audience for like explaining why this yeah. is happening. I would almost be interested too, um, because I can't remember. Was did someone ask you what I thought of this? Or oh, all the time, every time I bring it up, that's the number yeah. one question that people ask. And I'm interested too. Um, and I like to think we have a pretty loving and supportive community. I mean, I yeah. see it all the time, but I'm interested yeah. to see people's reactions. Yeah. And like, I feel like if you are having a reaction to this too, to just like to kind of take a moment and ask yourself why. Yeah. Or like just like Where the entitlement thing from. too. Because I think too, um, and I know like I'm not one, like I'm hardly an influencer or anything like that. Like yeah. I just come out, you know, yeah. like I just like being on the show with you because <laughs> sure. um, I like doing stuff with you. Mm -hmm. But um like people's entitlement to your decisions and your like the like explanation being owed stuff an because yeah. we did go back and forth whether you needed yes this whether video we needed at to all. address it at all yeah but I think also too like yeah. especially with like the polyamory stuff and like yes. that thing too like it yeah. just feels it's nice. shitty to not be able to be your full self yeah and to speak openly yeah. about it. And I think, I think this so. is like, you know, I'm glad we're taking this moment yeah. to do that. This is definitely an extension of that for me. Also, I want to be clear. We're not doing this only because I feel like the Internet's going to get mad at me. If oh, we don't. No, no, like, no. I think you're right that it is like freeing to be able to speak yeah. openly about like this is a big part of my life right and we now. we feel safe with you guys. So, I mean, that's like our yeah, hope that too, and goal actually. is like this is like yeah. another extension of this trust yeah. that we our have. Our community really cool. Oh, so the best. I yeah. say that. I literally probably say that like twice a day, <laughs> I feel like. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I think this is like a, a good faith 
uh, you know, yeah. like leap of faith. I think because with everything else, you guys have been so super supportive and just like, yeah, and like I've felt it Pretty too. Validating. So like, just again, yeah. I want to like before we get too much farther into it, just say thank you for like yeah. having Mickey's back and thanks for being so. Because cool. I think this could also be a thing too, where like I could totally like if you had chose not to want to say anything about it. Yeah, yeah, um, I think people would be cool about it too. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's really nice to have like that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think we all know that I like making a soapbox out of pretty much anything, and so let's do it. This does feel like a an important conversation. But yeah, I guess we've told like some of the early parts of the story, anyways. Yeah. That like my boobs. Have have been sort of a source of contention for most of my life and so in the timeline I guess of like developing and living with chronic pain yeah. there's always kind of been a question of like whether this affects that because for those of you who don't know people with like excessively large breasts there's like medical terms for it but like a particularly large bust line yeah um it's common for those people to experience back pain shoulder pain neck pain How can you not yeah I mean it's like when you think about it logically, of course, but I think a lot of people also are just like, you know, because there's a social capital aspect. We talk, and I think that's something important to talk about too. Yeah, people assume that like, oh, of course it's just a good thing. But it's worth it. It's so worth it. Yeah. Aren't you so thankful? Or like people just don't don't even think about yeah. that like there's a negative aspect to that. Yeah, like you're you so know? lucky that you have big boobs. Yes, like, of course. Well, and aren't you so grateful that you can get the attention of men easily? Yeah. Which like, first of all, no, I am not. I can also, assure you. the conversation we had too of like, are those the people you want to be attracted? Like, yes. Yeah. yeah, that's very much not the um, partners that I'm seeking. Yeah. Especially because it's a thing that like, it almost feels unavoidable sometimes like oh, the comments even you know? when you're not asking for, like like i just want to exist yes like, i just want to be here like yes. it's not like i i don't really want to be making a spectacle out of them especially too um when i am not in a like femme headspace oh absolutely um i guess i have talked about this briefly on the channel but for those of you who don't know i'm non-binary um specifically gender fluid so i have like a amorphous relationship to my gender identity I say so. your closet says so <laughs> yeah um i don't like particularly have a strong attachment to my gender generally yeah. you know i like more so just perceive myself as like a being than i do as like a man or a woman i think, I think that's so fucking cool um thank you it is cool i think so too um like transcend gender yeah um but like in terms of uh presentation like the way that i express my yeah. gender there's like a variable range between mask and femme but the problem that i've experienced especially since coming out and like really validating that for myself oh, like putting the effort into yeah yes, yeah go on, go on, go on. um is that presenting in a mask way is very difficult it's damn near impossible for you it's I would almost so say, yeah. hard the way that i describe it to people a lot is that it feels like my body betrays me sometimes know. you know yeah Ugh, i don't want to get emotional on this I podcast I mean, you, I mean this i feel like this episode would have been hard not to yeah that's fair i didn't expect that actually because i talk about it all the time yeah but i think it's still hey it's hard i'm so good I don't have You're emotions. You're doing so great. Thank yes. you. You're doing awesome. You're doing amazing, sweetie. No, but I think this is important to talk about this too and to kind of like, mm -hmm. that was the other selfish part of this that we wanted to do this for too is just kind of yeah. like memorialize for this posterity. before. Yeah, this yeah. before and after. Mostly me. Because I think too, you should talk about that. Like, And I've seen yeah. it too, like what that looks like when you're trying to get dressed or like oh. how many times... The we've, meltdowns, I know. Yeah, how many times have we been like... <laughs> we've been late hey, for stuff. Hey, Punk, and our Uber's like two minutes away. Like, And I'm and like, still, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Also, to be clear, not because I'm ordering the Uber to like get you the fuck out of there, but because you're <laughs> no, like, oh, no, yeah, no. you're good order. It'll force me to pick. And then yes, like... Yes, and then it like... Yeah, yeah, there's 65 pieces of clothes yeah. on the floor and we're... Yes. Oh, yeah, and we're like having a full meltdown. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think the like aspect of feeling like your body betrays you is really difficult. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, you, I like actually need a minute. Oh, yeah. Are you insinuating that I'm going to cry more than once? It's a possibility. I will not. 
But if you do cry, that's totally fine. To be clear, I didn't get you tissues too because you're not supposed to cry. You're not allowed to cry. I know that. Thank you. Oh, that's a good one. The tissue what? box or no tissue box when a client's crying? I situate the tissue box in my office when I was practicing in person anyways. I situated it in such a way that it was easily accessible from where my clients most often sat. Okay. Um, but so that it was out of my reach. Because I, like that. I was trained in such a way that like offering tissues when someone is client crying, first of all, is distracting. Fair. You're offering a stimulus that can potentially remove that person Break from whatever the, emotions is bringing up the wow, crying. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that um, makes sense. But also it can communicate subconsciously that like you're not supposed to be crying, clean it up, which mm. personally I disagree with. I yeah. think it's cathartic to just let people. I think that's really nice. I like that. I yeah. haven't heard that one. I very much channel that energy for other people and just not myself. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the aspect of like having your body betray you um, aesthetically is really difficult. And yeah. it's a thing that I've struggled with for a while. I mean, like basically since I came out as non-binary or like oh. came out to myself, yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like allowed yourself. Yeah. Like allowed yeah. yourself. Yeah. And the thing that I talked to my plastic surgeon about at our consults, um, was that I ideally would like to have a reduction in size to the point that if I wanted to wear a binder or I wanted to wear clothes that present as more mask, it is possible for me it's in the ball. to yeah. not have this immediate perception from the outside or like even for myself, just looking in the mirror as like, that is a feminine body, yeah. you know, being able to achieve some level of like androgyny essentially would feel like that for me is like We've the, the, the yeah. hell yeah, like gender yeah. euphoria thing, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. So that's part of it for sure, because there is very much like uh, an aspect of like melting down yeah. that happens. Well, and I was talking to my best friend about this actually. Okay. She was like, do you think you'll change like your wardrobe or like how you look after yeah. you get a reduction? And I was like, oh yeah, like for sure. And she was like, wait, really? And I was like, yes. And she yeah. was like, but you like present as so femme now and i was like yeah but that's because i don't have a choice yeah. you know like i don't really have the option to be presenting Kinda, or yeah, like honestly. well and the thing too that's like i i think i explained this to my plastic surgeon at the consult too that right now even if i do wear mask clothes or like style myself in a way that would read as very mask on a person without my body type yeah. it's still like my body is still perceived as feminine. And so that actually creates like a dysphoria. Yeah. Wearing mask clothes right now, it makes me feel very dysphoric. Cause yeah. I'm like, Ooh, like this doesn't, Feel, feel right. right but not because the like clothes or the presentation is wrong because it feels like i'm like wearing a costume almost yeah does that make sense no yeah like halloween like dressing like this is not yes um yeah no i think it makes perfect sense i yeah. don't think you need to yeah so i'm really excited to have the option to present myself in a different way that feels more like me yeah but doesn't feel like i'm putting a costume on a body that doesn't belong but to also me. it's the perception thing again too is like yeah. you want like your outward appearance like what you're going for that day yes like yeah. you don't want to have it's like the thing where you have to explain like if you have to explain Ugh. it then it's not going to work you yes know? yeah yeah and exactly. like you're not gonna like every person in your past like i'm i'm masked today <laughs> like you would never that'd yes. be exhausting also fuck them they don't deserve that no yeah exactly but also like if that's how you want to present that day yeah yeah then like you should be allowed to you know, like fulfill that you know mm -hmm. yeah i think the the thing is almost like if you it's not so much like wanting to present a certain way so much as it is just like being able to match the like internal presentation okay. with my external presentation. Okay, I think that's what that makes sense. Yeah, I was kind of trying to get. Okay, okay. Yeah. <sighs> you doing okay? No. Why am I so emotional? Ew. It's okay. You're doing good. No, I, no, it's not. Okay. Emotions are fine for everybody. Do you want to talk about stuff that'll make you angry? Do you mean to tighten them for you? Are you okay? No. Okay. I'm a grown man. You're a grown man. <laughs> I don't need your help. I got emotional and um, lost my train of thought. Welcome back. 
<laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I think I there are a couple of reasons like why we're doing this. I guess mm-hmm. the gender dysphoria one obviously is like um, at the forefront and of like course. not wanting to be fucking objectified certainly won't hurt. That sounds kind of nice. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that has been like a continual issue in my life is the repetitive injuries that I have yeah. because of my yiddies. Um, you can't tell me it's not related. Like, like it no has one can to tell be, me. I, like, I refuse to believe. Yes. Um, Cause also it always is. Yeah. It's neck like and neck back. and shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. Like it has to be that. It has to be. So yeah, I don't super talk about this on the channel necessarily, especially with like eating disorder recovery stuff. It's sort of a contentious issue. Okay. Um, but I do really like running and like other high impact I think, exercise. Well, I think that's important to talk about too, is I feel yeah. like your body as it matured because you used to tell me you and your dad, yeah. And um, you used to do cross yeah. country. I know. I love that. Um, it was so fun. And I know it probably doesn't help that I also, like, obviously mm-hmm. I, I run a lot because I'm an anxious being. Yes. Um, I'm so I'm jealous. I'm not saying that's the way, f- way to deal with your emotions. <laughs> it's yeah. just how it helps me. It's a coping strategy. It's a coping strategy. Aaron it's has not, other strategies. I have other strategies. I do. Anxiety with. I do know how to do other. I have I have tools. <laughs> I have tools, I promise. You do. Um, yeah. But no, yeah, like it's been like this constant barrier obstacle. Yes. Because I think, too, like the thing for me that has been very eye-opening is buying a bra. Oh, buying a sports so bra, annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, that, like, allows you to, like, just exist. That just, like, fits, first of all. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's, like, yeah. the first step. Like, Oh, just... yes, that was the other thing that I was oh, going to talk about. Me, Sorry me. to cut you off. No, 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 go, yeah. That was the other thing that I was going to talk about is that even if I were to wear a binder right now, that's, like, such a joke. Like, that's not going to do anything. Like <laughs> You might as well have a sport, yeah. My bust size is, like, so large that, like, even when I wear a sports bra... To exercise, it, like a battle vest. Oh, it so literally sorry. is like putting a jetpack on. Like the only sports bra that I have found that fits and like actually has some level of compression it has like these like straps, these like ratcheting. Do you want to shout out the brand or? Yeah, sure. I guess the the brand is called She Fit. I think those that that, that is some well built. You pay for it, yeah, mm-hmm. but that's some fucking well built clothing. Yeah, basically the way that it works is it's a front closure sports bra. Mm-hmm. So there's a zipper on the front. There's yes. like hooks and eyes on the front. So you like hook that and, and then you zip and it closed. Uh, well, and then the waist measurement or like the underbust thing yeah. is Velcro. So that like Velcros and then you like make that as tight as you can get it yeah. on your rib cage essentially. And then the straps are also Velcro. So they're on these little like um, adjusty things, almost like overalls, honestly. Oh, yeah, honestly, yeah. Um, but they have Velcro at the ends. And so you like pull them tight and then like strap them down to this like Velcro that sits like right here. Yeah. But even in that, like in a, a sports bra that's the largest size that they sell, by the yeah. way, um, which I've had to modify to like fit my rib cage because oftentimes when you have really big boobs, they sell bras that are big enough for them. But under the assumption that your rib cage expands proportionally with your bust yeah. size, which mine does not. Yeah. Some people do very much uh, have that issue, but like I don't. So I end up having to buy things that are too big for my rib cage to cover the breast tissue that yeah. I have and then modify the rib cage measurement to make it smaller. Um, and so it's a whole it's thing. Like everything doesn't, yeah. Like if yes. I had a dollar for every time you had to modify a swimsuit or something. Yes. I've yeah. sewed so many of my own swimsuits to make them fit you better. Just simply couldn't. Yeah. They just don't sell things in a size that like works for me. Yeah. Um, but so in the largest size that they sell on that website with, with it like ratcheted down to the smallest size i still have cleavage like i it's like up here oh yeah i'm not obviously i'm not gonna do that because i don't want to like no, show you yes. that but like i genuinely have like a line of cleavage like under my throat and so yeah it like like there is no world where wearing a binder or some kind of like compressive garment actually makes them smaller it just like pushes them up yeah mostly well i think the thing you told me that one day mm-hmm. you're like oh every time you step or something when you're running like your breath, oh my god your breath leaves your body right or <laughs> i was like 
What are you? T- what are well, you? I was like, what are you talking yes, about? Because like, I'm so bitterly jealous that you get to run as often as you do because it's just so fun. It is. Um, and like, I remember back in college, back when I could buy sports bras that like sort of mm-hmm. worked a little bit. Yeah, that was my favorite thing. It's like such a freeing feeling. I There's something you about running. You ate shit. <laughs> Why would you put my business in the street? I can't remember what you tripped over. It happened to all of us. It was um, the sidewalk was uneven and I wasn't paying attention. So I tripped. Oh, it was mortified. It was like a full body like like I smacked the fucking pavement with my face. My like it was almost like I just crumpled (laughs) like my knees scraped the concrete. My elbow scraped the concrete, the heels of my hands and then my chin like slapped the the sidewalk. It was pretty rough. Yeah. But I did still love running. I really loved it just because it just feels freeing somehow. I know a lot of people really hate running and like that's super valid. It is is kind of like an annoying um, hobby if you're not into it. No, it totally is. I know. I don't ever (laughs) talk about it outside like I'm like, um, like oh god i know yeah. i'm a weirdo like well it's like if you don't enjoy the sensation of it then it's like the worst form of oh, exercise my god, there's lots of wonderful forms of cardio that don't include running obviously yeah. but for me it just feels very freeing and so i you know like going running it's something yeah. that i enjoy doing but there was one day that i went running strapped up in my little sports bra and the whole thing and i had headphones and i was just listening to music while i ran and normally i have my spotify situated so that the songs just roll into each other you can adjust it so that there's no gap oh, yeah. in between but for some reason my settings are fucked up so there was that like split second of silence in between like one song to the other and my foot hit the ground you know like you're like my I was, yeah, like, you're running obviously running. and i Obviously, like you feel the weight of your boobs, like hit, you know, with your like on your abdomen. Would not have been obvious to me, but yeah, no. Well, yeah, I mean, like obviously, like loose tissue, like moves. Yeah, with gravity, and so that's just like a sensation that I'm used to. But I heard because the music stopped, all the breath leave my chest. It was this awful like <sighs> noise. <laughs> it's funny, but it's not funny. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> so I like paused my music and like kept running, and so I could listen. And with every footfall, it was like a. <sighs> <laughs> noise like every time yeah. that i took a step and i was like that can't be that fucking can't be normal right. like that can't yeah. be healthy and so i talked to you about it when i got home and i was like i think i'm like running out of breath before i'm like actually gassed from oh. running because my like lungs are being you're compressed. already probably starting more tired than i would <laughs> yeah. because you're just like yeah like, I, breathing is the most important like i can't even imagine yeah yeah I, it's, like, truly... it's frustrating to feel like you're you're like your body is gassed before you are if that makes, that makes sense. sense yes so that's another aspect of this that like um a lot of people sort of you know like oh just like you have to wear the right bras or the right undergarments like just make sure you're wearing supportive like stuff and like that's very nice and i'm sure that that works for some people but yeah. like you do very much reach a point of diminishing returns um when like your size is as disproportionate as mine is yeah and so like that's uh, another thing that i'm like very much looking forward to is being able to like run and feel like free you know yeah not like gas before you get even yeah also i feel like there has to be because at least for me right now Mm -hmm. i'm like i just throw my clothes on and i just go Mm -hmm. so hopefully if it's not this Mm -hmm. big production yes then hopefully that i mean i feel like that would probably apply to everything with getting dressed and like oh yeah 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 because the binder you were talking about earlier too yes yeah um i think being able to present in a more mask way is obviously like very much a gender euphoria moment um but being able to just like exist generally in an easier way sounds so nice yeah um especially because you know people him and haw um or like rant and rave about making sure you're wearing the right undergarments and whatever Yeah, yeah yeah and i discovered the um 
a bra that fits subreddit when I was like 18 years old. Oh yeah, like in in college, right? (laughs) Yes, yeah. yeah. And I've been evangelical about it since then, but I've been wearing like the appropriately sized and measured bra for my entire life basically. And like that doesn't make a difference. That really does not help. It like obviously it it does help in some ways. Yeah. Um, But again, there's just a point of diminishing returns. Well, I think too, we talk about like the cost of it. Like it's expensive. (laughs) That shit makes me so mad. Yeah, but like I, and I, I mean this in no rudeness at all, but like mm-hmm. it's expensive to be fat. Yes. Like I don't no, know why very people, much when people like like doctors and shit like like I'm it's not yes. like like we know like I know like we're you're well just, aware just salt in the wound like thank yes. you yes yeah yeah um actually that's a a nice segue we should talk more about um the actual journey to oh. getting approved for yeah. a reduction um Miserable. because yeah all of the the like why notwithstanding okay. you know again i, I want to be clear that like the reduction that i'm getting is not because i am unhappy with being a fat person mm-hmm. um i have very much made peace with my body size and shape and like well and you'll still be fat after it's not like this. yes yeah, yeah it's not like this is gonna be yeah we're not doing like a like a what are they called mommy makeover or whatever oh, no, no, no. with oh. like the tummy tuck and the liposuction no, 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 like no, no, that's no. not the the you brief said, just, please just take some out Yes, I literally asked my surgeon to make them as small as he can surgically accomplish. And like, it's only going to affect my boobs and and whatever. I guess also this is a, a good moment to have a disclaimer as well that plastic surgery is morally neutral. If you do go get plastic surgery yeah. for aesthetics or just because it makes you feel happy or whatever. I, when I saw the list of stuff that uh, services, I was so mm-hmm. surprised. There were so many things on there I had never. I'm like yeah. Brazil, like the BBLs yeah, and like boob yeah, yeah. jobs and like lips. Yeah. I was like, that's and like cheekbones and nose, but you know, like yeah, that's yeah, yeah, like yeah. chins. Um, but I didn't realize there was so many. Yeah, there's like things. a bajillion procedures. I had like no idea. Fillers and and lifts you and can get lipo stuff wherever and like, you want. Oh yeah, yeah, all kinds of things. Um, and so having plastic surgery done, even if it is only for aesthetic purposes, is morally neutral, right? Yeah. Like personally, I'm of the mind that people in the public eye should disclose that and be upfront about it for the purpose of not creating body dysmorphia and like looking at a certain family who's very rich <laughs> and powerful. Yes, um, not creating like body image issues for people but I do want to be clear there's nothing wrong with that and at the same time I want to be clear and transparent that I'm not doing this out of a dissatisfaction or a shame with my fatness I'm doing it out for the gender dysphoria aspect of things and because my body is just like incompatible with life mostly my boobs are incompatible with my life yeah if we had a dollar for every time we had a conversation about the the, something of your body getting in your way or yeah exactly mostly my boobs yeah Yeah. and so yeah i think that's just like an important disclaimer because one of the fears to be perfectly transparent um is that people will use this as ammunition to say like Mm -hmm. see like she says that she's a fat positive person or like she made peace with her body and look at her getting plastic surgery and like that's that's not what this is yeah literally still fat i'm not getting plastic surgery to not be a fat person yeah i'm getting plastic surgery to hopefully um experience some gender euphoria and stop accidentally injuring myself in the the pursuit of exercise that means we could ride on roller coasters then too right oh yeah yes I am so excited. I will never. This might only be for roller coasters. I will never forget the shame of having a 16-year-old. Was it at Six Flags? Yep. Try to jam a roller coaster harness over top of me. Yeah. And me having to like take each of my boobs and shove them in between the roller coaster harness so that it would close. Which also, too, to be super clear, this happens to just like fat people generally. Like for me, it was because my boobs didn't fit 
Um, but like this does happen to fat people where like roller coasters and theme parks are just not, not built for us. Yeah. And it is the most othering and shaming experience. It, it's it has to feel literally like, heartbreaking. It has to feel like living on another planet, I feel like. Oh, it's like, awful. I can't well, and there's even... just like a special type of shame to having like a 16-year-old child jamming this thing on you as a grown adult that like – and then everybody in line is just like – watching this happen yeah. like watching one of the most embarrassing things happen to you of all time yeah so yeah that's another thing i'm really excited for actually it's like I'm being really able sorry. to yeah. just like do whatever i want yeah. kind of so like when would you say this started or like how did we get like where did our journey start with like finally getting to the procedure i think i think it's probably important like the physical therapy i guess yeah like how yeah. we tried to like we so yeah getting a reduction is something that i have had thoughts about for like most of my life and, and we, i have gone through different feelings towards it and the kids were a big thing of that a part of that yes too. yeah yeah um even in like my teen and like college years I had thoughts about like, would I ever get a reduction? Cause that's the other thing that everybody asks you. Do you think you'd ever get a reduction? Do they ask you that? Oh, all the time I got that question. But then you also get shamed. Correct. For, like, what is the answer? There isn't There's no one. one. You can't make anyone. Exactly. No one is happy Being ever. Being a femme person is inherently a losing battle. Is what, born, is what I'm learning. You're just born ready to like, yes. have to argue your way out of everything. Yes. And at the time I remember thinking like, absolutely not. I would never get a reduction yeah. um, because I was in such a bad place with my body image that I... How could you not be with society and your family? Uh, yes. Like, uh. For like most of my life, I felt like my boobs were a bargaining chip to apologize for my body. Yeah. I felt like if I have big boobs, but I am fat, then at least I have big boobs, right? Like At least I have this thing. Yes. At least I am still somewhat possibly attractive the social capital. to men. Um, and so, you know, I, I would never get a reduction because that would mean that I'm like getting rid of the only thing about me that's attractive, which is such a sad fucking thing to say yeah. out loud. Also, um, too, like the added thing that like I'm doing this thing or I have this thing that actively inhibits me and hurts me. Yes. But like, causes it's me pain. okay because I'm getting the validation of men. Yes. It's a tool for male so, validation. And so yes. therefore I could never get rid of it. Yeah. My God, that fucking sucks. That's really disheartening to say that out loud, which is also, I think, like an important thing to talk about that. Like I am finally in a place where I feel... I mean, like, I won't lie, there's a little bit of nerves for me about, oh. like, how my eating disorder brain is going to react to that. Um, but I am finally in a place where I feel genuinely at peace with my body enough to say that, like, I don't give a fuck about social capital. I don't give a fuck about male validation. Like, like want to live your life. Yeah, yeah. I want to feel good in my body and I want to, like experience some level of freedom and by with the my body. Of target and fucking oh, i literally told my surgeon at my console <laughs> my lifelong dream is to buy a bra at target i know which sounds yeah. so silly stop looking at me like that because you're going to make me <laughs> stop it that's my superpower if i it really is I'm sorry. this will be titled now aaron makes mickey cry five times <laughs> mickey cries yeah yeah Here, i'll go ahead <laughs> are you just gonna hide for the rest of the episodes so i'll be right here though cry? i'm right here in spirit no that feels so sad no go for it but yeah so you know my um thoughts and feelings about like reductions as a, a procedure have varied throughout my life yeah. but around the time that we decided that we didn't want to have kids because for those we just of you decided who, everything all at once <laughs> well for those of you who don't know um there are many different types of surgical procedures that you can get to get a breast reduction mm -hmm. and they all have varying impact on your anatomy like your physiology yeah. right the type of surgery that i'm 
you know, going to have in order to achieve somewhat uh, of a semblance of the size that I'm looking for will mean then that I'm not able to breastfeed. I've learned so many things about nipples. Yeah. Also, I have so like the amount of times that the word nipple is in my email chain for the last like six months is just alarming. I feel like we've talked about your nipples such an unhealthy amount. It's for a good thing, The amount of times that we've used phrases like nipple death and like zombie zombie nipples is just... Not not a I thing that I ever want to experience again. I called Zombie Nipples because that's the <laughs> I title. I so too. But yeah, so there are many different types of procedures, but the one that I'm going to undergo will make it impossible for me to breastfeed yeah. later in life. Um, and so when we decided that we weren't going to have kids, like that was a, a caution of course. that my primary care physician at the time gave me that like, if you want to get a reduction, that's perfectly fine. We can talk about, you know, finding a consult. The issue at hand though is that you might want to make sure that you are situated as far as family planning is concerned. Because first of all, revisions are very common after uh, childbirth and especially after breastfeeding. Um, If you do get a type of reduction that you're able to breastfeed with, um, that you may have changes to your size and shape and like tissue type, that would mean that you need a revision. And the more times that you go in for a revision, the more times that you're essentially rolling the dice with things like loss of sensation, nipple death, fat necrosis, um, like hemorrhaging, um, just like all kinds of medical complications that like actually are quite dangerous. Um, And so really it's like the ideal situation is to do a one and done. Um, yeah, yeah. Also, too, I wouldn't want to have to do a recovery <laughs> yeah. more than yeah. You don't want to like pay for it and recover. Yeah. yeah. So that was like a caution that we got. So when we decided that like kids are not in our future, um, I remember having a conversation that you, with you. Like, why would I not want to do this now? Then like, why we, would I, I not want to get this done as early as possible? And we talked. I was like, I was like, what, like, what are we waiting for now? Yes. If yeah. This can give you some semblance of peace and yes. like comfortability. Yeah. If only we knew, though, how difficult uh, this was all going to be. That's the segue of the century. Yeah, those. You t- yeah, start start from the top. Those early conversations of, about like me deciding I just wanted to do it were so filled with like naivete <laughs> and blind well, just optimism. Get it. You just go get it. Mm-hmm. Yes, but then don't forget Mickey's fat. So yes. it doesn't just work that way. So um, we started to pursue scheduling a consult. Um, around the time that I was finishing up eating disorder recovery therapy, which is a relevant part of this story because we, well, I I made several phone calls, at least three. Well, I think it's important to note too, we got approved by the insurance. Yes. Which if you're not familiar with the way things, insurance will basically do everything in their ability Mm -hmm. to not pay for any procedure ever, Mm -hmm. essentially, unless Mm -hmm. it is medically necessary. Mickey has given over two years? I've been in physical therapy for at least one year consecutively, but I've been going to physical therapy regularly for like two to three years. Yeah, so we had like, just imagine three years of evidence supporting this. Yeah, well, I have all of the other things. Like when, when insurance companies look at whether you qualify for a medically necessary breast reduction they yeah. look at like do you have divots in your shoulders from where your bras sit do you have discoloration or like recurrent infections or um like damage essentially to the skin around your abdomen from yeah. from your bras from um like the excessive sweating that happens when you have like, a bus yes, size yes, this yes, large yes. do you have repetitive injuries have you been to physical therapy to try to resolve those injuries with the least invasive means um there's lots of different things that they look for and we checked every single box on that Handedly, list yeah so my pcp was like this is not a problem like 
happy to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The problem is that finding a surgeon who will operate on someone with a BMI over 40 is impossible for elective procedures. This is the other thing that's important to note here is that I have undergone um, a gallbladder removal. No problem. Same same body size that I was now. Um, tonsils. Yeah, I had my tonsils removed, which granted is like a, a less invasive procedure. The recovery fucking blows. God damn. But it yeah. is like a less invasive procedure for sure. Um, but you are still put under general anesthesia um, and we got that approved. Yeah. No problem. Um, but this procedure for some reason. For whatever um, reason is just. Was just like legendarily difficult to like get it, an approval for from a keeping. surgeon. Yeah. Um, I made at least three maybe four phone calls there was a lot of lot of crying to plastic surgeon's office that were recommended to me by my primary care physician because they were covered by our insurance it's not a cheap procedure correct and in those phone calls before we even had a consult like this wasn't at the initial consult the receptionist literally just talking to the receptionist they ask what's your approximate height and weight which i gave that to them they calculate your bmi on the phone and read it to you out loud which also like can we please stop doing that can we please just gain some amount of uh, awareness or sensitivity for people in eating disorder recovery but that's a conversation for a different yeah. day um I'm to fix that in a podcast and my bmi is literally 0.1 above the limit my like bmi is joke like my bmi is 40.1 <laughs> like it's actually a joke. And, how fl- yeah. And every single one of these plastic surgeons office uh, receptionists said to me, no, we aren't even going to schedule you a consult because you won't get approved or like we can't approve you um, yeah. for this operation because your BMI is too high. It's it's a risk factor. Um, every single one saying, like you'd think we were talking to the same person at every like yes the fucking matrix had has like one protocol uh-huh. for yes procedures for people with bmis over 40 yeah. apparently and so i initially was like angry and so of i course. asked a couple of times like why like what's the medical reasoning and i got answers that ranged from like that's just our office policy to um it complicates your wound the healing anesthesiologist yeah the the anesthesia there will be complications with waking you up from general anesthesia which i was like that's not a problem i've been under They're general twice everything. and i've had no issues oh well that doesn't matter no oh, okay cool, cool. no so definitely cool. for sure yeah i've gotten answers that Um, You are literally just too fat to fit on the beds at the surgical center, which is interesting because it's the same surgical center that I had my gallbladder. We would know. We were very quite familiar. It's the same facility. Um, And so, yeah. They're not making skinny people beds. No, we've received a lot of answers that like are either outright lies or just like willful ignorance um, about the, the medical necessity at hand. And so that turned into like a spiral i i remember telling you and my eating disorder therapist at the time like i can't do this i'm so proud of you by the way too for not because like to just get punched in the gut that many fucking times it was a sensitive time but like also they're just so rude they're really rude about it and i know this is like no reflection i mean i'm sure the doctors would be too clearly yeah um but like just like so insensitive yeah being like oh like come back when you lost some weight and you're like yeah i have an eating disorder and they're like oh like it's like the Elmo fucking thing. Like, oh, sorry. Yeah. The Rocco yeah. thing. There was one receptionist. Um, this is uh, like such a sincere and genuine fuck you yeah. to that receptionist in particular that told me, you know, well, just go lose 10 or 15 pounds and come back. And I said, I am in eating disorder recovery. That's dangerous for me. I literally cannot do that. Like I, I, w- I could die if yeah. I try anymore to lose weight. And she's like, well, honey, it will be worth it hello like fuck you hello 
Like literally, what is that? Yeah. Why would you say that to somebody? Also, over the fucking phone? Are you yeah. serious? Like, and I, I started crying on the phone because I like I just had it with. This, I think that's like one of the last ones, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, "Well, okay, thanks for calling. Have a nice day," and just hung up on me. Like I know they're not supposed. I'm sure they're not getting training for how to deal with anything like serious, sure, but like sure some some compassion, literally empathy. Who is she? Anything. Also, just a relevant detail. Not that it matters because I shouldn't have to earn compassion from medical professionals or anyone who works in a medical yeah. office. But I was transparent at the outset that I was seeking a reduction for the purpose of like gender affirming care. Yeah. Um, that tends to be something that the offices are like more receptive to, and like. Every time. Did not give a fuck. Outright, outright rebuff. Yeah. Um, so that all happened. And I remember telling you and my eating disorder therapist, like, I can't do this. Like, yeah. I'm done having these conversations. We took a break for a couple of months. Like, yeah. Actually, probably almost a year. We were out with one of my friends. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they so happened to Shout, offhandedly, because yeah. um, they had just gotten some gender affirming care. Yeah. And just said like, oh, my office is amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I the did surgeon that I, that I worked with was wonderful. Um, But like, give him a call. It should be fine. Yeah. And, and for sure. weeks, <laughs> for weeks, I, I sat know. on that phone number because they are a, a straight sized person. And I was like. This is definitely, it's definitely not our usual place we would normally get medical care from either because it's very nice. Well, yeah. Or not very nice. Not <laughs> like that. Let me rephrase <laughs> that. But that like, mean? I mean, it's more like um, it's, it's high class. It's not like, insurance based yes. and it's like boutique medical care. It, boutique medical care is the this word is I was like, looking for. Because yeah, normally it, we go to. If the office feels very like LA to it, me. I, there's no other way to describe it. Literally <laughs> no other way. I know way. is a very like cliche and cringy Arizona person thing to say, but it does feel it very does. like. You know, like it's like um, a little transplanted uh-huh. in here. Yeah. But I sat on that phone number for weeks, too, because I was like, you're a straight sized person. Of course you think they treated you nicely. Like, of course they treated you nicely. Why would they, they have no reason not, they not to, you know? And so I sat on it and sat on it and sat on it. And eventually I don't remember if I just decided I to think call. I asked you or something. Or like, I think you sort of pushed me. You like pressed the issue a little bit. And I was like. I don't think I'm willing to do yeah. that again. I was and like, I was listen, like, if you want to call, I have my, go right ahead. My my white male confidence <laughs> on. And I said, fuck it. Let, like, give me the fucking phone number. I'll yeah. fucking do it. Like, and I, I told you, I was like, they're not going to say no to me. I like, remember I wrote you a script too yeah. because I was like, listen, these are the things that you need to say to them. Like, you need to make sure that they know that like my BMI oh, is yeah. this. And like, please make sure that like you're, you're giving all of this relevant information. And what did you say that they said? I went in there hot. Like I went in there with a fucking like, <laughs> like ready to, I was, like, ready to fight. Rejection. Like I was like, yeah. look, like my, my partner needs this, this, and this, this is mm-hmm. what we're doing this for. This is what's going on. Mm-hmm. I like read the, the poor reception. I wasn't rude obviously, but I no. read her just like this, this, this like, script monologue that yes. I had prepared for you. And they were just like, oh, yeah, come on in. We'll get you a consultation. And I was just like, I was like, I literally remember I was like, that's it. And she was like, yeah, yeah. Do, when do you want to schedule an appointment? She was like, like that we really be fine. don't care. And it's I was fine. like, do I need to say anything else? Or I was like, I have a lot more to say yeah. if you want to listen. Well, and then you brought the phone to me. Oh, yeah. And I was like, because you were like, they need ready. some information from yeah. you. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, really? Like, are you sure? I remember yeah. kind of giving you a face, like, as if to say, like, did you tell them I was only on the everything? phone for a couple minutes. Yeah, it was like five minutes. Yeah. And I specifically locked myself in the bathroom with the music up loud so that yeah. I couldn't hear what you were saying because I was just like terrified to experience another rejection. Of course. And then you came in there and you were like so excited. Ew, I'm going to cry again. I was just like, I, I was like, I think we're good. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And I remember I asked you like after, I was like, are you sure that you told them everything? And yes. you were like, 
Yes. Like they really said that like, we don't care. Like yeah. it's really not a big deal. Yeah. So we finally got approved to go in for a consultation and that was the most nerve wracking thing. I know. Yeah. Sitting in like the also, most expensive so bizarre. office. Yeah. Just like, I'm just sitting in the corner of the waiting room and it's very nice and it's very fancy <laughs> and it's very LA. And then this man suit. is just like, <laughs> like to, yeah. your, to your tits, just like <laughs> maneuvering them in I all know. the different ways. Yeah. Cause we were sitting in the exam room and we talked with him a little bit about like, you know, what's going on and blah 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 whatever and then he was like okay you're like we're gonna give you a robe you can yeah. get undressed and you know we'll sort of evaluate like the thing um like i'm so comfortable with you obviously yeah um but i'm just like i like, i'm just like <laughs> i like i like should i watch like it's like it's like when boobs show up on the tv with your watching movies with your parents and you're, and you're just like, like so mortified like yeah. i don't exist i don't exist right now like I know. like should i not be here like yes. should, I, should i leave um well and be, especially because there's a lot of like manual manipulation Very that happens much. to like assess like of your course. anatomy and figure out like Cutting your actual out, yeah. size yeah and like sort of game plan um like lots what? of game planning yeah well and then they took pictures at that first appointment um and they're like software is so cool they took pictures of it and then he sort of like drew the like surgery oh, lines yeah. on the photos for me to say like this is like roughly what we're looking at yeah. in terms of like surgical outcome and whatever but yeah there was a lot of like lifting and moving happening. I was that I, I specifically did not look at you because I was like this is so awkward like I don't know how to where do I look what do deal I do with, with my this. hands but also you could not have paid me enough money to show up to that appointment without you Oh like, no! I wouldn't if I had gone go. by myself, like I wouldn't have yeah. gone. You know, but ever I was since, so terrified every, that it every was time we've be gone, bad. they've all been so nice and so mm -hmm. sweet and so kind. Yes, and I keep waiting for the other shoe to drop. I guess it kind of. So I guess it kind of did. I think. Do you yeah. want to talk about that from the? So obviously yeah. the surgery is done out somewhere else. Yes. Um, yeah. So this. Uh, plastic surgeon, I guess we've sort of alluded to this, but we can't get this done through insurance. We're going to have yeah. to pay for the procedure out of pocket um, because this particular surgeon doesn't accept insurance at all. That's what credit cards are for. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. So we are having to pay for this out of pocket, yeah. which is kind of nice in a way because, you know, for, for anybody who lives in America and is familiar with our medical system, it's common to get like a procedure approved by insurance, for example. And then for months you get a surprise bill for this you get a follow-up oh, thing for this after. there's an adjustment fee for this that you know and so it's like this constant stream the of water paperwork. boy who wiped the sweat off the doctor's brow <laughs> yeah, wasn't, wasn't under covered. insurance and that'll cost you fourteen hundred dollars now yes um, also you have two days to pay it yes yeah or or we're sending it to collections yeah. and we're gonna fuck your credit score so we you know the nice thing about it then is that it's just like a flat fee basically yeah but this surgeon obviously um has to practice out of a hospital like they have to it has to be performed in an operating room yes um, and so we have to use a facility for a, a hospital that's nearby. Um, but that hospital has their own intake process because it's their surgical center they and they have their own, yeah, their own anesthesia team and like the whole, the whole gig. Right. Of course. So I got a phone call, um, a few days ago from that medical facility, um, stating, you know, we're just basically calling to collect your demographic information. So get all the information. Yeah. We're just doing some pre-op stuff to make sure that like your name, date of birth, address, all of that is correct. Blah, blah, blah. And of course they ask for your approximate height and weight. And I was like, oh no, here, here it, comes. it comes. And so she did the thing where she calculates my BMI on the phone and she goes, oh, well, you know, it, you're just barely over the limit. But unfortunately, that means we're going to have to send you to a pre-anesthesia appointment. Um, you're going to have to go get an EKG done to make sure that your heart is OK. Um, are you under the care of a specialist right now for your heart? And I was like, no, no. I don't have heart problems. Well, and she's like, well, OK, so are you under the care for like a lung specialist? And I was like, no, I don't have lung problems. Just fat. Um, and she was like, well, are you under the care of any other specialists? And I was like, no, I don't have 
health I'm problems. Fine. Like much to my <laughs> dismay, I've not been able to find any conclusive answers for why I'm not in the that pain you can get that I'm in. Not a diagnosis if you wanted. Correct. So no, I'm not under the care of a specialist. And she's like, well, we're going to have to do the EKG anyways um, to make sure that your heart is still functioning properly and that it's safe for you to undergo anesthesia. Um, so I have to have that appointment at the time that we're recording this, it's in like three days. days. Yeah. yeah. So as long as that appointment goes well, um, then we are like all systems go. Yeah. It's it's go time. So that's also why we're recording this in advance, just in case the shit hits the fan at just that appointment case. on Tuesday. Well, that will be another uh-huh. another post video. Yes. I'm still waiting for the other shoe to drop in yeah. that regard also. But all things considered, that's been, you know, that's the, been the, only... the extent of the barriers yeah. in um, having the procedure paid for uh, out of pocket, which also, I, I guess, to be fair, this is an important moment to address the privilege um, of, of being able to afford a procedure like this out of pocket absolutely. at all. Um, not, a couple of years, this absolutely no, not. No, plastic surgery out of pocket is quite expensive. So, yeah, um, yeah that's definitely what credit cards are for. <laughs> that's what credit cards are for. <laughs> it was for us anyways. But yeah, so that is that. I think that's where we're at. Yeah. Um, You're all caught up. As it stands, um, I'm going to go get my yiddies chopped off in... You make it sound so barbaric. I mean, it they is... They have tools. Well, yeah, but like I looked at the... the I don't want to know. I'm so squeamish. I It made me lightheaded. I won't lie. It's, I definitely it's look pretty it metal. You want to watch me pass out? Yeah. I don't necessarily want to get into like the specific type of procedure that I'm having because there are like different things that you can do but thankfully we were able to choose the one that my um nipples won't be zombie nipples as the surgeon also just a way to so just... kindly put it yeah i guess for what it's worth there are um types of surgeries where your nipples are essentially cut and removed from your breast tissue and like set on a nice little tray in the operating room and then sewed back on um and that's not the procedure type that we're doing so that yeah it will minimize the chances of nipple death Dude, and my great. nipples falling off um, yeah, he did ask me too if I wanted to keep my nipples, and I was like, "It was a long, hard conversation." I was like, yeah, yeah, I think I we talked I'll every day. Them. I think we talked every day last week about your nipples. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of like umming and awing about like what I want to do there. Yeah. But yeah, we opted to keep them for Save the, the nipples. time being. Um, so, <laughs> barring any uh, post-surgery issues. Um, It'll be a surprise to us all then, yeah, if otherwise. Yeah, exactly. So that's where we're at. Yeah. Do you have anything else that you want to add? No, I think you summed it up. I'm so thank you yeah. so much for sharing that. And yeah. Honestly, like, thanks for being here. It's like I like got to th- got to go on the journey again. Yeah. 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 I'm excited to see where things go. I am a little nervous about the recovery because I've heard that it's kind of scary. Um, we got all the goods though. I think we should be pretty yeah pretty situated. For those of you who don't know, you end up with like drains to like uh, I'm so drain curious. excess fluid basically. I'm so curious to see. you what well, comes out this is gonna be mm-hmm. yeah me too post-op stuff we yeah. are like prepped and prepared and ready to go yeah. so um we'll update you guys as like i'm able to also if something happens and there's just no videos for a little while then you'll know yeah. why oh yeah that was also the reason that we wanted to make this video is that i want to explain to you guys that i'm going to be gone for a while you might have oh, noticed yeah. like for example the streaming schedule for love is blind is a little wonky um, that's because I'm trying to finish season five before I go under the knife. So we're going to be missing uh, from the channel. I'll still check in with comments and stuff as I'm able to. Of but course. obviously being post-op and like heavily medicated is not the vibe for a live stream. So. I don't think, yeah, I don't think, 
Also, also I deserve time to I think rest. So too. You know, I think so too. yeah. So we'll be gone for at least three weeks. Thank um, you for your patience in advance. Yeah, obviously, like regularly scheduled content will continue to go up. We have been working oh our little God. buttons off oh my to God. make sure content is prepped ahead of time so that we don't miss anything for you guys. But the streams, we obviously, filmed like eight videos in one day. We did. We are I'm ready. really proud of myself I, for you that. Should fucking we be. rallied. You killed it. But um, yeah, so you guys are still going to get regularly scheduled content, yep. um, and then the streams will resume once I'm back to healthy and feeling better i can't wait to see what you but start streaming what you what your inaugural i'm sure in three weeks is. time netflix will have released three other fucking tv like, shows actually that we're we just thought we drop all the love is blinds we have they're Literally. not even edited yet it's just all just the raw, raw footage, footage. <laughs> just hey, hours you and guys hours skim through the hours yeah here you go we've released it in a 20 episode special Jesus. just give us all of your time giving one piece of run for their money as far Literally. as raw content I know. <laughs> but yeah so um that's the the situation at hand i'm really looking forward to to feeling yeah. like myself i think this will be like probably the first time I'm in my so whole life for you that i'll actually feel like my outsides match my insides what you a know? sentence i love that i know it's gonna be really fun so i'm so excited for you me too i'm a little nervous but yeah. it'll be fine it's gonna be good so i think that's that, it that's that. yeah thanks for coming uh yeah. thanks for being here for this conversation um thank you in advance for being validating and kind yes in and the comment section <laughs> Uh, normally I'm not one to like moderate the comments, but, um, anybody who's flying off the handle and being an asshole is getting muted. See you later. So, um, with a smile. Yeah, exactly. Peace so. and love. <laughs> Uh, if you want to support the podcast, uh, you can like the video, obviously, but you can also subscribe and give us reviews on whatever yep. platform you're listening on. Also, I touched the chair with my my foot mm -hmm. and it's like activated all my sensory. Oh, no. Do you hate it? I hate. Oh, wow. You're you have the worst goosebumps. All right. We're going to go so that Aaron can have a sensory meltdown. Thanks for coming. We love you the most. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. It just like makes my mouth.